Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Heavy Debriefings Podcast. This is Josh Runquist here, back after a few week break that I wasn't necessarily planning on taking, but with the lack of interviews that I've been able to do, both for reasons that I could not do them and other, we are back. And I am here to bring you a brand new interview with the band Die Apocalypse Writer, talking about their brand new album Wild Kinder, which is coming out this Friday through Nuke the Blast. Plus, I might as well catch up to speed on all the stuff I've been doing lately, including entertainment-wise, and what's been going on with my mental health. For this week, I hope you will understand that I am not doing the six album reviews for this week. My reason for that is we're almost already at the end of April. In fact, next Friday will be when I do the best albums of April 2022. So, already covering six albums this late into the month, I feel like I can't really do it. And that is my fault. I completely own up to it. And I will be covering that on ThatDrummerGuy.com, the 10 best albums of April 2022, next Friday. So, with that, I feel like I also have more to talk about entertainment-wise and what's been going on with my mental health, more than I can really get into detail about six new albums. So, I hope you can forgive me. But with that said, the album in question that I'm doing this interview for, Wild Kinder, is an astounding album. No matter what style of metal that you enjoy, be it power, be it folk, be it death, be it black, be it symphonic, be it straight ahead rock, this album has something in it for you, and so much more. And I've gotten to talk to bassist Volkman about everything that you need to know about this album and where the band is in 2022. So I hope you enjoy my interview with Volkman of Die Apocalypse Writer. Hello? Yes, hello. Hi, how's it going? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to do this interview. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy uh, to be here. Oh, awesome. Well, it's uh, great to be able to talk to you and uh, an interview I've always wanted to do, and I'm so glad to be able to finally make this happen while talking about an amazing new album from you guys that's going to be coming out uh, the 22nd of April 2022 through Nuclear Blast. Yeah, that's true. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've gotten the chance to be able to check out this album over the last couple of days, and it just encapsulates everything that I love about the band. I love the fact that you continue to expand the boundaries of what what the band can be while still making it so much fun to listen to with so many great hooks, melodies, harmonies, everything that's going along with it, hitting territories that just feel uh, different at the time. But once you listen to it, it completely makes sense. And it's just, it's a fun album from start to finish. And I'm so glad you guys made this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the time was a bit challenging, of course, because um, yeah, the situation was totally different than at the previous albums because because of the pandemic, there was no chance to to do a normal album, you know. So the whole working process was different. The recording process was different, different. But at in the end, I mean, every every record is a child of the time when it's created. So I think we made the best of it, and um, we learned to improvise. And uh, but this was always something we we were very good into. And um, in the end, we are pretty pretty proud of that album because it was challenging in every in every aspect, of course. Oh, and I'm, I'm so glad to hear that too. I mean, it, when you do have that pride between uh, for the work that you put out and. 
Um, you can definitely hear that throughout here too. I mean, it feels like everyone that shows up on here between the whole band and all the great guest spots that show up between the album that everything just fits and makes sense, even though, uh, you know, it can be improvised. It could just be it going outside the box, whatever the case is, it just fits so perfectly well together. Yeah. I mean, um, that's, that's the way it, it, it's, it's, uh, it works, you know, and, uh, we, uh, when you start with a song with a riff, it's always like a like a start of, a, of, of, of yeah a long way to go before the song is in good shape that you are able to record it because when it's done and when it's on a record, then you have to live with it for forever. And so I think we are pretty strict with our own ideas uh, because we usually we work very long on each song before it's uh, ready to to bring that song on a, on a, on an album. You know, a lot of songs uh, we don't finish because we don't uh, believe in it anymore. So then we just uh, drop it. And and, and 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 try another one and uh for this album i mean we had a lot of time because it was uh, normally we planned to release this one year earlier but then uh, nuclear blast told us um yeah i mean it makes no sense to re- release the album now because there is no chance of touring because of the pandemic and the clubs are closed and then we said okay maybe it's okay we don't enter the studio now let the songs you know we just uh, put the songs on ice a bit and then after a few months actually after a few months we just took it again and then we found some nice new ideas because it felt then more um, organic without uh, having too much pressure which what is sometimes a bit challenging when you have booked a few weeks in a studio and you are realizing that not all parts are perfectly finished so um, this uh, this time we were pretty it was a comfortable situation <laughs> there was absolutely no time pressure in finishing it and uh, so that was uh, quite quite new to our to our working style yeah oh i can only imagine so thinking about that was there any particular examples of any major changes to the songs like uh, you did mention that uh, uh, some of the things that uh, you did feel that pressure about uh, some of the songs not being exactly what you wanted it to be was there any particular moments that did change for the better i mean in the end we had uh, it's always quite challenging to to finish the lyrics on an album because there is always a, a big uh, a big connection between the lyrics and the music it's uh, it's kind of equal in, in in value for us because we're just not only making music it's uh, also the lyrical aspect is very important for the band so our singer said, um, yeah, the songs are pretty much done, but I am two or three songs are still without any lyrics. And uh, so I prefer to stay some weeks uh, away from the band, away from my home. So he went to France, into the mountains where some friends of his uh, family living so and he was quite isolated but that's what that working style is uh, pretty much uh, normal for him because he he needs to take him out of the daily routines you know so and uh, and on the other side the previous albums it was like uh, going like uh, yeah you know everybody in the band went together to the studio re- you recorded your instruments and in the evening you had some beers and cont- and you were able to discuss about the songs so this time because of the pandemic and the very strict rules in Germany 
we were forced to that only e one guy in the band is allowed into the studio no other people you know it was absolutely absurd situation so and uh, that means this time a lot of phone calls a lot of zoom meetings uh, no direct action and uh, conversation with the producer so it everything felt a little bit you know there's always something was in between you know so this this slowed the whole process a bit of uh, finishing it but on the other side it, it it gave us more time to reflect sometimes i think yeah and i mean just hearing about that i mean the fact that only one person can be in the studio at a time and there had to be so much uh, conversation that had to happen uh, uh, through the phone, through Zoom, you know, what whatever the situation is, I can imagine the struggle that comes along with that. But the fact that you were able to make the most of those situations, that you were able to reflect on things, you were able to work on different ideas when it came to that as well, too. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see with so much negative of a situation that that can lead into that you were able to make something very positive out of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were stocking in the middle of the production and uh, there was still some some parts uh, of the of one song there was one chorus that was not exactly nailed and uh, and during that time i was in uh, i went to vacation with my family in uh, southern france with my yeah with my camper van and uh, I thought, okay, maybe it's a good idea to, to, to take my laptop and my recording duty stuff and my bass into the car. And then all of a sudden, the, our guitar player called me and said, damn, we changed. We changed the chorus line and uh, your old bass line you already recorded in the studio we can't use this any anymore. So I do you have a chance to 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 make it new to to to, to give us a new file? So and then I was uh, sitting in southern France uh, on the campground, you know, <laughs> with my headphones, and I um, yeah I played the lines. Yeah, but it it, it worked, you know. That what I mean. It's is kind of a creative process, uh, full of improvisation. I mean, of course, this was not the perfect solution for it, but in the end, the producer said, okay. Okay. The, the sound file is okay I can work with that and uh, so it's always a funny thing when you come to that song and you listen to the chorus and you know okay that's the part from from the campground <laughs> oh it's it's amazing how far technology has really taken us too because un unless you mentioned that I never would have guessed that any part was recorded outside of the studio because it, it feels like everything was recorded in the studio I love that yeah yeah absolutely I mean, there's a, there's a lot of uh, things that were recorded outside of the studio, also a lot of vocal lines. There was um, some parts uh, of the songs, our singer, uh, he took some kind of demo recordings in southern France in uh, yeah that there was a, like uh, yeah in, in the middle of the mountains you know I think he just took uh, he was standing at, nearby a, a valley or a river and he just screamed a lot of stuff into his microphone and we used pretty much of it for kind atmospheric overdubbing here and there so and it, it it's something sometimes it's not something you can really listen but you can feel it especially when you use your headphones because then you have another connection to the to the music i think so you can discover more details 
And um, so the whole album is full of such small things. And uh, so it fits quite well to this uh, whole topic of, you know, wild chi- wild children, you know, will the kinder, this, this, this is the translation in English. And so we, we wanted to to tell a story about all this wilderness that's inside of you when you were born you are a wild child and then during the time you, you so many rules come to you in the school during your education in your job you know you, you you are not free anymore to do what you want to do but there is still something inside you the wilderness is a bit uh, hidden in your own personality and uh we think it's a good thing that you still have a connection with your own wilderness in yourself because otherwise the life would be very much uh, you know boring because there is no ups and downs it's, it's just the same and you get like you know sitting frustrated in your wheelchair or armchair and then and, and uh, think okay that's it or not so yeah so we I think it's a positive uh, energy in the whole record and uh, it gives you a little bit of mental and physical strength when you listen to it. That's my hope. Yeah. And I was going to say, I absolutely feel that just musically alone, let alone uh, getting into the lyrics and the whole concept behind everything, because you can just really feel like all the different emotions uh, just going on musically alone. I mean, the fact that you can hit so many different kinds of territories uh, and different styles of music, that is such a great reflection of like one's mind as well, too, because it can hit so many uh, different kinds of emotions and uh, I can just imagine like uh, the different speeds that are going on in your head, whether things are going faster or slower, whether things feel more anger, more sadness, uh, more happy. You know, it's just like, it. you know, everything feels like it's uh, culminated so very well within this album. And, you know, just with the way that you're describing it, I mean, it's a great way for human nature to be described. Yeah, I mean, um, we we often see a record like a live show, you know, because you start with high energetic stuff, then you go a little bit slower tunes and a, a bit more time to breathe and to relax, and then you get another push by more energy. So we always have a big, a big um, variety in, in in musical styles. This makes it sometimes a bit difficult to explain it to someone who is used to just to listen. Pretty much uh, a band that gives you from the first to the, the last song kind of same kind of emotion. You know, we are of course a bit more diverse in in in, in the different musical styles, but uh, in the end, it's it's our way to express ourselves. You know, we we come from kind of different musical backgrounds. You know, we have metal guys in the band and a guy who's came from part from the punk scene, and we have a guy who's who was, uh, you know, educated at classical musical instruments and one is, is uh, absolutely not trained in, in, in any education. If it comes to music, he's just uh, doing stuff out of his um, spontaneous um, ideas, you know. So I think all the combination of the band and the dynamics during the songwriting create a very unique uh, diversity in in a during a record, you know. So we 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 know we need um, some calmer songs, some slower songs for for relaxing, but we also need that powerful extreme stuff to to get uh, your energy 
into the people and and you can let the energy out of your body you know so this is always a, a formula that works well for the band since over 20 years now yeah yeah and that's what i love about the band so much is everything that you just described the fact that you can have such a great diverse abstract sound but it all does fit together and it just fits the band so very well and you know that uh, it's a conscious effort you know like uh, you want to be able to show off all sides of your personality all sides of what you can do in this band whether you're doing something that's slower whether you're doing something that's more black metal or more extreme or more uh, like a, a arena or festival hit song you know it's just like it's so many different sides and I love the fact that I can't really describe you guys that well, that you just have your own unique blend of a sound. And that's what I'm always attracted to musically is a band that's that can show off their diversity, but also have that authenticity behind it as well, too, because all of this feels like it is meant to be here and it's what you wanted to create. And I just find that to be so important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's, um, I mean, at the end, uh, everybody is... Um... There is no 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 formula in the beginning when you start writing a song. You know, it starts usually it starts with a riff from the guitar or with a vocal line from the singer, and then we start to you know just just to just to jam together. I mean, we live all in the same city. We rehearse uh, all together in, in the same room <laughs> twice a week. So that means uh, we the structures in the band are still pretty old school <laughs> compared to when I listen to bands interviews they said yeah i live in in, in that, that country or in that city and we just have a like you know we send us uh, mp3 files and uh, or, or we everything is put together in the computer that might work for for other bands but we are still pretty much uh, old school guys who need to sit and talk together so maybe this is also a, a thing that uh, every song is is discussed for a long time you know before it's it's actually or finally on a record you know so that's a long time for a song before we decide to to make it to make it reality you know oh for sure and you know hopefully by the time that the next release does uh come out after this album cycle that things are able to get back to the kind of normal where you can be in the studio at the same time and you are able to work out those ideas and really be able to you know just have that discussion face to face because you know, uh, you know, even though you can adapt to those situations like you have on this album, and it's so great to see that, you know, having that old school mentality of like being in the same room together and being able to play together and being in the same studio together to be able to record together. I got to imagine that's got to be a, a much greater feeling. And when that can happen the next time around, I imagine that's going to be a great feeling for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody is has learned in the last two years that things can change dramatically within the uh, uh, days you know and uh i mean we you know we we had in mind to do our 25th anniversary festival in 2020 and it was postponed again and again and then we decided just to cancel it because it was so unsure and unclear if it's if it's ever 
be possible to do that in the way we want to do. And uh, so at the 1st of May this year, we have our first online uh, presentation of the band, which is broadcasted worldwide on our channel, you know. And so we see it, everything that happens in life, you know, you can see the positive and the negative things. But in the end, you have to deal with it some some way. I mean, we can't just sit in the room and say everything is terrible and uh, we can't play live shows and it's your fault and your fault and um, that is not helping you because it makes you depressed. So we thought, okay, instead of just sitting here, we need to find a project that gives us uh, energy and gives us a perspective that we can really do it. So we thought, okay, we don't know how long this pandemic situation will go on. And and uh, I mean, I know the situation in Europe is still a bit diff- more difficult than in America. I know that. But uh, for us now, having a full show in, a, in our own, you know, we have a pretty big rehearsal room and we put a stage into it and a big uh, you know lighting and and, and sound so and we uh, have a lot of uh, guys with fire and um, you know it will be a big show and we are able to bring that to everybody's screen around the world this is something that's also nobody would have this in mind like five years ago because everybody was used to go to a club or to a festival so I think the digital way of distributing your band, it's, uh, it's, it's, it has uh, changed, in, in, especially in the last two years. So and we want to use it for the moment because we think we can present the band even only on a, on a desk. It's, 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 much, it's way better than doing nothing, you know. And then for the summer and autumn, we, of course, we, we have touring plans and we have to see if it's worked or not. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the situation at the moment. And I really hope that that touring can happen. Of course, us being done safely as well, too, but just making sure that, you know, all the right uh, precautions are in place to make that touring happen. And, you know, just like you were talking about, I, I love the fact that, you know, uh, you know some musicians or, or just people in general uh, are struggling so hard right now over the last couple of years because of everything that's happened with this pandemic but even though that uh, emotions can range so much in a situation that we've never been in before like this that you guys have decided to like uh, do what you can to try to make the most of the situation whether it's uh making new albums whether it is uh doing a uh, show for everyone to be able to check out through their screens whether it's uh, working on new material if that's happening, you know, just, uh, you know, just trying to take the negative of everything that's going on in the world right now and trying to make some kind of positive rather than just letting it uh, eat you from the inside and just uh, really making you more depressed and not want to do anything more in life that you want to be able to go out there and showcase the music that you love to play, whether it's from now or 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite... <laughs> It's quite comfortable to complain about things, you know. That's that's easy because, uh, yeah, you just complain and then you sit there and uh, the fault is uh, something that's probably only others are. Uh, 
this fault by others or so, but um, I think uh, in the end, um, if you do something for your own, you know, mental and physical health, it's it's always the best solution to to overcome a situation, you know. And uh, of course, it's probably the most challenging time for the music business uh, ever, because I can only speak for myself and for our band, bands we know, the crew members, you know, everybody who was in the rock and roll business and um, the, it seems that this whole struct the whole structure of this club scene and uh, bands going on tour with a bus you know and uh, everything that was uh, you know it was unquestioned you know it was just the normal reality and uh, out of a sudden it was uh, totally impossible to do anything I mean even like so legendary festivals like a Wacken festival in Germany which which everybody knows it was cancelled two times in a row it's uh, absolutely something nobody had on it on on, on, on uh, yeah in mind that that would happen but uh, yeah that's the way it is and uh, now i think with the worst time or the it's it's hopefully it's over and it's now starting slowly starting again yeah and so it's about uh, good timing to have a new album out because uh, now we can uh, hopefully return to this to the to the street and to the clubs and uh, and do what we what musicians normally do you know we we transformed a bit from musicians to content creators these days but uh, Hopefully, we can have more focus on on, on, on doing music instead of uh, doing content. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, w- with that content as well, too, you know, obviously, it's it's so important to be able to go out there and play shows, playing in front of people, getting that live experience. But even with the content and w- with what's going on, I love the fact that so much detail is going into that content, though. I mean, I mean everything from uh, the, the stunning album cover that you guys have this time around to the music videos that you guys have done as well too i mean i love the fact for the title track that you guys were able to get together and actually play in the same room and uh you you know just um, seeing all the visuals that's going along with that as well too and you know rather than uh you know just focusing on the content that you were still able to play as a band together through these times as well yeah absolutely i mean it, it was possible of course but it was a bit cha- more challenging than in the past of course yeah but uh yeah there's always i mean there's still for us you know the level of quality of quality you know that we demand from our songs from the visuals from the artwork it's it's still it's it's, it's still very high you know we are it's a long time of searching to to find to find something that that you think it's it's good enough to to release you know especially when you have done a lot of albums in the past and um, you don't want to repeat yourself and, and use the same formula again and again. So it's always uh, a process of searching, and um, and that's a that's a, but that's the kind of creative creativity that, that drives the band forward. You know, because if you just would use old formulas, old uh, guys who did the artworks, old photographers. 
then it would not feel fresh. You know, we always need, we need a kind of a new challenge in process in, 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 finding, in finding the right mixture for songs, visuals, artwork. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there, there's so much that really goes into that album process, especially when you do have a budget to be able to work on artwork, to work on videos. I mean, whether it's uh, lyric videos or doing full on music videos, uh, stage production, uh, there, there's so many things that can go into it and it can be so easy to become complacent and just be uh, stuck uh, with where you are and just feel comfortable being in that same position without wanting to change. But again, what I love so much about this band is the fact that, you know, everything from musically, visually, stage presence, uh, every album cycle, there is something new and refreshing going on within the band and within yourselves too, as well. I mean, the you know, just uh, always going outside outside of that comfort zone and just showing what you're capable of and just being able to expand who you are musically and as you are as human beings and you know just with this album it's just such a fine example of being able to overcome the adversities of the world right now and with everything that you talked about uh, you know just uh, being able to have this album showcase being yourself and just having that concept of you know just letting that wild side still be able to flow through you in the kind of world that we live in it's just so important and the fact that you can show that off both uh, musically visually and through yourselves as human beings it, it's just incredible to see that and the positive outlook that you have as well too with everything that's going on yeah yeah absolutely um, yeah thank you for a nice words uh, may I can interrupt you a bit because I have the next interviews going on in one minute so maybe oh, oh yes. something oh, yes. that, that, that my, my time schedule is pretty strict I have a lot of interviews to do these days so um, if you have maybe some very important you went to ask at the end and I, I'm open to answer it well actually I was I was just about to uh, wrap things up there I mean I felt like that was such a, a great natural uh, end to be able to come to I think we covered a lot of ground in this half hour. I, I wish we could have went longer. I mean, obviously there's so much ground that we could cover, but I think we did cover a lot here. And I thank you so very much for taking the time to be able to talk to me about this amazing album coming out the 22nd of April through Nuclear Blast. And I just thank you so much for your time. Oh yeah. I thank you very much for your time as well. And uh, yeah, thanks for supporting the band and uh, yeah, make sure um, checking out the album on 22nd of April and uh, yeah, for the fans in uh, America there is a broadcasted uh, live show of the Apocalyptic Writer and uh, at May 1st just check out at our website and uh, you can find details and uh, much appreciate the support of course thank you very much well it, it definitely goes both ways I thank you very much for taking the time to do this it was a tremendous honor to be able to talk to you and talk about this great album and I'll let you uh, continue on with your press day I thank you once again and I hope you have a great rest of the day yeah thank you very much and uh, bye bye and welcome back to the show you just got done here in my interview with Volkman of The Apocalypse Writer whose brand new album Wild Kinder is coming out this Friday through Nuka the Blast and I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy this album and I can get 
guarantee you that that album will be showing up in my top 10 albums of April 2022, which will be coming up next Friday on ThatDrummerGuyGot.com. And now for the rest of the show until I get into the soundtrack for the show, which I already made ahead of time, which is not something I normally do, but I did this time around. I just basically want to go over what's been going on with me over the last three weeks since I've taken an unwanted sabbatical. There's been some good stuff going on. Uh, the last time that I've been around, I was talking about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy the game. Except, for some weird reason, they decided to nerf the chaos runs at the very end of the game. Which is the whole reason why you're supposed to keep going. Because it's not like other Borderlands games where you can go into basically New Game Plus. They basically have this thing called chaos runs where... It has 20 different levels to it, each one getting progressively harder, and the whole point is to make it through that, and it's not easy. It is really, really challenging. But for some weird reason, when I last played the game, they decided to nerf all the rewards that you get. See, I'm only three trophies away from getting the Platinum Trophy. Two of them are multiplayer, which means that I'll probably never be able to Platinum it anyways. But one of the trophies is to unlock all of your inventory slots and max them out. Meaning all of your ammo, all of your weapons, all of that fun stuff. And for some weird reason, instead of getting all the really good goodies at the end of the game, at the end of the run like you're supposed to get, I got beginner's weapons. Now, now they might have fixed it since I played it last, but that whole experience bummed me out so much that I just didn't even want to go back. And I haven't since. But I have been playing something else. And it's a little kid-like as well. I mean, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, I mean, it's about a little girl who grows up, and in several different ways, especially through Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, a Borderlands story. I just got done finishing, not completing yet. Maybe I will, maybe I won't, I haven't really decided. But finishing the game, Lego Star Wars A Skywalker Saga, which is a truncated, kind of a greatest hits version of all nine episodes of the Star Wars Sky Skywalker Saga. I am a big fan of the Lego games. I haven't really mentioned that enough, but over the last couple years, like, I really took a deep dive into the Lego games, and I've just been enjoying them so very, very much. I remember getting one of the Lego Star Wars games back on Xbox 360, and I really loved it, but I never kept track with it up until a couple years ago with the Lego games, and I went back and started playing the Marvel Marvel ones, the DC ones, the Hobbit, Harry Potter, and of course other Star Wars ones. But this one is a brand new game, it's a bit more open world than the other games are. I mean, it's, it's kind of like Borderlands in a sense, where there's kind of like hub worlds, but you go into different territories, it's a little different. I mean, you can go off and do like little side quests and stuff like that, and you're supposed to destroy everything to collect as much money, or in the Lego games, called studs, as you can. And as of right now, I got nearly 8 billion studs, and I kind of forgot to unlock a bunch of characters, so now I'm going to go back and do all of that. I did get... 
the deluxe version of it so you get extra characters like the Mandalorian who comes with Grogu and Grogu is just adorable in the game. Just simply adorable. Just that cute little guy. Did I pay the 10 bucks pretty much just to see him and his little eggmobile? Yeah, but I'm okay with that. It's worth it. But considering I've been playing it for almost two weeks straight and I just beat it today, Easter, I feel like I made a good choice. I also saw a couple weeks ago, I saw the movie Morbius, which I did not think that movie was worth getting any of the shit that it's getting. Then again, I am pretty brand new to Morbius. I haven't really kept up with him in the comics or the animated series or any of the stuff that he's been a part of. I know of him, but I never really knew anything about him until I got into the movie. And I'm a little surprised to see all of the shit that movie has gotten. And it's really rocked the movie because, you know, it did pretty decent the first weekend. I mean, I didn't think it was gonna get, like, Doctor Strange coming up or, you know, something absurd like any of the Avengers movies or anything like that. The Batman, I didn't think it was gonna do any of those kind of numbers. But I did not expect a 74% drop-off in people watching the movie. And I can only imagine it comes down to one thing and one thing thing only. Jared Leto. Now, either you can enjoy it for what it is, or you hate Jared Leto. I don't think there's an in-between. If you were someone that was like, meh, it was alright, you are in the minority of all the people who have seen Morbius, because I enjoyed it. It was a big, dumb popcorn movie, and I did not watch the Venom movies because I was told they are awful. I've had friends tell me both of those movies are atrocious, I've seen reviews that are saying they're appalling, but now I'm also seeing those kinds of reviews for Morbius, so that makes me think I should actually go back and check out the Venom movies to see if they are as bad as people say they are. And if they are, you know, that's fine too. I mean, I've always appreciated the character of Venom, and I like what Jared Leto did with Morbius, and it just made me so happy to also see Matt Smith, the Doctor. The Doctor I started watching Doctor Who with and have not kept up with since he left. Actually be a part of the movie too, I won't spoil it, but I was very happy to see that he was a part of it. But yeah, for an hour and a half movie or two hours or whatever it was, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was enjoyable. Like, if you see it for cheap, rent it or get it video on demand or wait for it to stream somewhere because I'm sure that's going to be happening pretty quickly. But just go ahead and do that. If it's in a movie theater still, I see say it's worth it, but I can understand the reservations behind it, so I'm not gonna say you must go see this in movie theaters or whatever like that. I completely understand, but I did not have anywhere near the problem that other people had, so, you know... I'm disappointed not as many people liked it as I did. I I won't go to say that it's a great movie, but it was a good movie. That's just my thoughts on that. And there's other things I'm gonna definitely be looking forward to coming up when it comes to movies. Uh, that new Nick Cage movie is coming out this Friday. I hope to go see it. It looks fucking amazing, but I have to put the caveat that I am so afraid of it being so self-aware that everything's gonna be like, hey, I'm zany Nicolas Cage. Look at me do all this shit that I do in every other movie. Do you get it? Do you get the joke that I'm trying to do? And I hope they don't do that. If they just play it straight, if they play it straight like Nick Cage playing Nick Cage in a Nick Cage movie, it could be my favorite movie of the year. If they make it too meta and self-aware, I'm so afraid of what it could be. And it's also very strange to see Pedro Pascal 
as the opposite of Nick Cage in this movie. But I'm really looking forward to it. I hope my local movie theater, which seems to air movies the day before they officially come out, and it's just like three minutes away if there's no stoplights it's like three minutes away i'm very lucky to have a movie theater like that uh, if you remember back in october during the end times of that drummer guy i actually went to go see the danzig movie death rider in the house of vampires it was the only movie theater i believe in the state that was playing the movie and it was like three minutes away i love where I live. It's a fucking amazing location, and the movie theater I go to airs movies the day before they come out, which I think is really, really cool. And that's definitely one I'm gonna be checking out. Uh, of course, of course, the new Doctor Strange movie, The Multiverse of Madness, which I gotta be honest, I am not really digging the second half of the Marvel Universe. I I think it really just comes down to fatigue. I feel like after Endgame, they should have took a couple years off, but I understand why they didn't, because, you know, money. They'd be losing out on a fuck ton of money if they decided to take a couple years off. Although, I guess you can make the argument that the pandemic kind of helped with that but I still feel really fatigued with Marvel movies and kind of just everything related to Disney I've just haven't really been checking out Loki was the last show that I made it all the way through like the book of Boba Fett I'm only two episodes in and I know it's been over for a while now and I don't really know what happens in it and I haven't really tried to go back to it yet just because of the fatigue I feel like what Disney does is just like puts stuff out so quick so fast that it doesn't really give you enough time to breathe moon knight is another example i've been so excited for moon knight it's over halfway done and i've yet to see one second of it i'm very puzzled at myself for not going back and checking out Moon Knight yet. There's no reason I should be missing out on it right now, other than fatigue. And I know the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is coming out at the end of May, which I'm so glad that they pushed it back a couple days from when it was originally going to be out. I do want to check it out, and I'm hoping to catch up on Book of Boba Fett and Moon Knight, and I hope to be able to do that, but again, can't say it enough and say it with me. Fatigue has really taken over on me. So what have I been doing? Well, as I mentioned before, I'm doing the Star Wars Lego game, which I've been thoroughly enjoying. Although since I'm finishing up that now, I'm either just gonna go as far as I want to in there before I just feel like there's nothing really worth unlocking anymore and I might go to a different game. But over the last couple weeks, since I finished up all the Creepshow stuff, I watched all the Nick Cage horror movies on Shudder, I've just been dealing with my mental health struggles, which really became rampant, and I hate the fact that I had some mental health struggles last episode. I tried so very hard to never be in that space when recording the Heavy Debriefings podcast, or back when I was doing that drummer guy to ever really show off how my mental health is while I'm in it when I'm in the thick of it. When I record the show, I try to do it when I'm in a state of mind where I feel like I can do it. And the last show that I did, I started having a panic attack when I was doing the album reviews, and it just really scared me. And I'm still going through a lot of that now. Like, I'm not doing as bad as I was then when it comes to the panic attacks, but I can still feel my chest getting tighter as I'm talking about it. My allergies are acting up. 
Even though just a little bit ago I said how much I love the location I live in, I also hate it for the fact that it's very, very dry in my apartment. It's as dry as my sense of humor, which is very, very dry and deadpan. And even as I'm talking right now on Easter 2022, it's snow today. Not much snow, but I saw the snowflakes coming down. Happy to say that most of the snow that was happening was south of me, so, you know, I'll, I'll take any wind that I can get, really. But the fact that I'm still dealing with snow on the latter half of April 2022 really sucks ass. That is not something I've wanted to deal with. And that's been dealing with my depression. Like, the temperatures change from, like, almost 60 to almost zero. And it keeps going back and forth. Keeps going above freezing, then below freezing then up in the upper 50s and then down into the teens and it's just taken a fucking toll on my sense my sinuses my senses really and my mental health because i do have seasonal depression on top of my regular depression on top of my suicidal depression i'm just one big conglomerate gelatinous blob of mental health problems then you add some physical health problems on top of that like being a diabetic and having sinuses and occasionally getting nosebleeds because of how dry it is in my apartments even if I have all the windows open it just sucks so really I've just been doing what I can to not focus so much on this over the last couple weeks not because I wanted to say fuck it fuck everyone listening but I just needed to take a few weeks off for me. Now, would I have come back sooner if I had some interviews lined up? I absolutely would have. In fact, I tried for some interviews and got turned down. And some, I never heard back from, which really bumped me out. Some of them happened and... There was one in particular, I'm not gonna say who it is, but I'll say it was a bucket list interview that I've wanted to do for quite a long time. And by quite a long time, I mean ever since I started doing interviews. And I never got a reply back. Now, was it because the person in question was too busy and just had a short amount of time to do interviews? Quite potentially. But it's still really fucked with my, I guess you can say, self-confidence. Which, if you know anything about me, I already have low self-confidence, and I really shouldn't when I look at everything I've done, like over 800 plus interviews. I've been lucky enough to be able to build a career over the past 10 and a half years with that drummer guy, and now into Heavy Debriefings. Heavy Debriefings is doing better numbers than that drummer guy did, which blows my fucking mind. I think it's because people realize that this is isn't a drumming podcast, but a music podcast. But I thank you guys so very much for checking this out. But I still feel like an absolute failure. And a lot of that comes down to family issues and trauma that I've been dealing with over two-thirds of my life. Coming up on August 18th, it will be 22 years since my first suicide attempt. And I had eight more since then. So yeah, nine suicide attempts. And I can be proud of the fact that I'm still here to be able to talk about that, but the fact each of those nine attempts are so burrowed into my head, and only one or two of them have nothing to do with family issues, 
thinking about it, only one, only one had nothing to do with family issues. It's a lot of trauma to unpack, and I've been doing my best with it. I've been dealing with medication changes, which has been really fucking with me so much over the past few months. I've just been trying to do what I can to just make it through the day, and sometimes that just means that I can't do any interviews, I can't do the show, I can't do any reviews, I can't do anything. All I can do is watch TV or listen to music or play games or what I've been doing a lot over the last few weeks, sleep. I'm not saying it's anything to be proud of, I'm just saying that's what I've been going through. I'm hoping with April almost being done, again next Friday, I'll be having my top 10 albums of April 2022 up on com. And of course a new venture that I have going on, which I'll be talking about after the soundtrack, is my cavalcade of top 10 lists, which has been a lot of fun to be able to do. The first week, people loved it. Second week, no one saw it thanks to the Facebook algorithm. I'm hoping this third week that might turn some things around, but we'll get there when we get there. I'm gonna take a couple minute break, although for you it will be instantaneous. I need to take care of my sinuses, aka get all the shit out of my nose, and I'll be back to talk about the soundtrack for episode 9 of the Heavy Debriefings podcast. Alright, I am right back here with the Heavy Debriefings podcast, and... I'm here to talk about the soundtrack for episode 9 of the Heavy Debriefings podcast. If you'd like to check this out, it is up exclusively on Spotify. All you gotta do to check it out is type in my name, Josh Runquist, and you will see all the playlists that I've made for That Drummer Guy, once I started doing the reboot of that show, Heavy Debriefings, which I've done all 9 episodes so far, and of course my new endeavor, which I'm doing every Wednesday, the Cavalcade of Top 10 Lists which I'll get to right after this. So let's talk about that soundtrack, shall we? This week, I'm starting things off with the title track off the brand new album, The Apocalyptian Writer, with the album and the album track, Wild Kinder. And these next nine songs are all songs that I've been checking out lately from different albums, either ones that are coming out soon or ones that have already been out. And starting that off, I have Audrey Horn with the song Devil's Bell. Then, I didn't even realize this, there's some brand new music from the band Clutch with the song Red Alert, Boss Metal Zone. And of course, that has to do with the guitar pedal. Then we got some brand new music from the band Haunt with Windows of Your Heart. Then we're going into a bit of a different direction with some power metal with the band Seven Kingdoms and their brand new song Universal Terrestrial. Then a member of Haken has decided to make a brand new debut solo album and the first single released is the amazing song a song that's really captured my heart arctic cemetery then we get into the german thrash legends creator with a brand new single off their upcoming new album but this song is so so good strongest of the strong then we go into the polarizing band of progressive metal where i feel like they are the watershed band of watershed bands when it comes to Prague, Meshuggah. And off the new album Immutable, it's a song known as Broken Cog. Then in news I didn't even know about, which I should have expected because they are such a prolific band, there's some brand new music from the band Boris with the song known as Funnel of Love. And then one of my favorite discoveries of 2022 is the band Deha, which I absolutely apologize if I am butchering that name, D-E-H-A, Deha. Deha, Deha, I apologize. But there's a brand new album known as A Versus 
and I chose the song Deprime et Sobriete. And again, if you want to check out the soundtrack to this week's show, go to Spotify, search my name, Josh Ronquist, and it should be the brand new playlist for this week. And the exact title is EP.9 Soundtrack 4-18-22, or simply Episode 9 Soundtrack, April 18th, 2022. And a little bit of housekeeping before I go, I want to talk about my brand new venture with the cavalcade of top 10 lists. I was originally going to call this the clickbait symponium, but I did get talked out of that, which is probably for the best. Sorry, it is not... I was going to call it the clickbait, the clickbait cotillion, which I just thought that would have been funny. But then I was wisely sat down and said, hey, why don't you take this seriously? People enjoy top 10 lists. If you take the piss completely out of doing a top 10 list, why are you doing it in the first place? People are going to think that you're not serious about what you're talking about, which completely makes sense. So I decided to go in that direction and the cavalcade of top 10 list was born. There's two that have been out so far. The My top 10 favorite bands at the moment bands that I've been checking out all this year and part of last year that I've been listening to more than anything else. Some are my favorite bands of all time, some are just hitting me more than others, and some just feel really good when I'm gaming. And last week's list was the top 10 saddest doom metal songs, which, if you can't tell by the title, is not the cheeriest of lists. And I really go into detail about how all these songs have affected me in some way as well, so you can really get that personal attachment to these songs. I have the playlist to both of those songs up on Spotify as well. Like I mentioned already, just search Josh Runquist, R-U-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T, and you'll see the list right there. But if you want to see me talk about these albums, go over to thatdrummerguy.com and under written material, they'll be right there. And this coming Wednesday, I have a brand new list coming, the top 10 positive metal songs. Not necessarily the top 10 of top 10, but just 10 very awesome positive metal songs, which I'm probably going to be writing up as this is uploading to wherever you're checking this out, be it YouTube or anywhere you check out podcasts. And I think with that said, I think this is a good spot to end the show this week thank you so very much for tuning in and checking out episode 9 of the heavy debriefings podcast i'm not at 100 percent mentally i'm not sure when i'll be i'm not sure if i'll be when i'm dealing with this shit and if you can relate i am so sorry that you can relate but if you can relate i hope you understand what i'm going through i'm trying to do the best that i can to be able to put on quality shows and if i feel like i can't do the best i possibly can even under the circumstances that i'm doing I simply can't do the show and in all honesty I'm not sure when the next interview is coming up because of as of right now as of me recording this show I don't have anything planned I could get some absolutely killer opportunities by the time that you're hearing this show it could be another month before I hear anything I don't know what's going on yet but when you do just make sure that you subscribe to heavy debriefings that way you'll always see that I put up a new show every Monday morning the earliest of early in Monday mornings that way you can check it out as soon as possible hopefully getting your week off to a good start and of course check out the top 10 list that i'm doing over at that with the cavalcade of top 10 lists like i just got done talking about my top 10 albums of april 22 will be coming next week on that on friday i do that the last friday of every month hopefully you'll be able to enjoy that and of course just check out everything i do on social media facebook twitter instagram youtube and that for all of the heavy debriefing needs including all my 800 plus interviews, where to check out the show, 
all the good written material, so much more. Thank you so very much for continuing to let the show grow. It's hard to grow when you're reforming, when you're doing a rebrand, and the fact that this is getting better numbers than I did as that drummer guy just, again, blows my fucking mind. But I thank all of you for being able to check this out, and I think this episode really does cover what I talk about when it comes to heavy debriefings. Whether I'm talking about heavy music, I'm talking about stuff that people who enjoy heavy music will also enjoy, or when I'm talking about heavy topics. So again, I thank you so much, and I implore you to be able to check out the show wherever you check it out. You know, do the like, subscribe, review, five star, all of that stuff that you hear everyone else do. I feel like I shouldn't have to because I'd like to think my audience base would already do that if they enjoy what I do. But if you do need that reminder for whatever reason, there you go. Just do what you can to keep up with myself, Josh Rohnquist, and what I do with Happy Debriefings. And I can't guarantee that there's going to be a show next week, but just in case it is next week, a following week, or whatever happens next, until next time, this is Josh Rohnquist saying see ya.